Welcome to this VIT podcast. This is one of a series of eight podcasts where I talk to teachers who are currently completing or have recently completed their inquiry process in order to obtain full registration. My name is Damien Cowell. In this podcast, I talk to Melissa Goodger, who is a music teacher at the University High School. Um, Well, I've been at the University High School for roughly a year and a half now. Um, So this is my second year of teaching. Um, My method is music. Um, And I studied music and education at Monash University um, as a double degree. Right, okay. So, um, and you did your inquiry process last year, I presume? That is correct. Um, and, and when did you start and when did you finish? Well, I roughly um, began planning at the end of term one, so pretty early on. Um, I then gathered evidence and kind of completed it during term two. Um, and then I had my panel meeting not until much later in the year. So it kind of started late term one and finished early term four, but I was definitely not completing the registration for that whole time. There were gaps in there where um, I wasn't necessarily working on it. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Um, and now let's talk about what you did. So um, what was your question? Um, uh, what group of students did you work with? Mm-hmm. Um, So I worked with a Year 7 classroom. Um, The reason I chose that particular class was because there was quite a range of different learners in the class. Um, I found that from some diagnostic testing and from learning a bit about the students, um, there were students with very high musical needs um, who had been learning music for a really long time, so they were at a very high level. Um, I had a range of students who had not done any music in the past. Um, I also had a student with um, quite high level of disability. So I had quite a large range of learners and I had quite a large range of abilities within the one class. So I specifically chose that particular class because I wanted to look at differentiation and using differentiation in the classroom. Um, That was kind of a personal uh, goal to be looking at differentiation. We were also um, doing that within the school. Um, So that was quite useful for me um, because not only were we attending PD within the school looking at differentiation, I was also personally quite interested in it. Um, because I see the real importance in making sure that differentiation is occurring in the classroom. So my specific question was what methods can be used in the Year 7 classroom to cater to diverse learners uh, with different musical abilities? Um, So that was quite a broad question. I think in hindsight, I would have narrowed it down a little bit. Um, but that's what I, that's what I worked with. (laughs) Yeah. And why would you have narrowed it down in hindsight? Um, I think because it was so broad, I had times where I had difficulty knowing exactly what I should focus on. I had so many different ideas of, uh, what I could do with that sort of question. Um, 
I was trying to, um, in my in my teaching, I was trying to use so many different differentiation techniques and include lots of activities, and it was really good because I was able to trial lots of different things. But it did make it harder to kind of scope in on one specific thing. So I think, like, if I was to redo it, I would have uh, scoped in a little bit more made my question not so broad but focused more on one thing so that's something that I would recommend that people do is to choose something really more specific um, yeah mm. even though you have a lot more to talk about with a broader topic um, I think it does make it almost harder to do it yeah mm. uh, and you mentioned that um, differentiation which was a school focus but you also mentioned it was something you were interested in mm. What do you think is the advantage of picking something that you, you, you're interested in anyway? Uh, it means that you're more passionate about doing the process. Like for me, um, this was something that I was doing in the classroom anyway. You know, it was something I was interested in. I wanted to learn about it. So um, it didn't feel like it was an extra work. It was something that I was doing anyway. I was learning about differentiation. I was incorporating it into the classroom. It just meant that I did a bit of extra paperwork at the end of the term, had to collect a bit of evidence along the way, but it wasn't anything added on top of my teaching, which is what was suggested that we do uh, within this process. Um, so like my mentor spoke with me and said, you know, this shouldn't be something extra that you're doing it should be something you're already incorporating into your classroom but you're just collecting evidence along the way which is yeah that's absolutely spot on advice yeah mm -hmm. um so you, you you sort of already mentioned that um you would have focused a bit closer which is you know great advice uh, because i think that uh, that's common a lot of people find that happens um so uh, what um take us through the um how you went along the way that was one challenge that you had to overcome is there anything else that um, you noticed along the way that did you change anything uh, did you modify I mean throughout the term I had term plans and activities um, and they did change throughout the term um, so I started uh, with like a term outline of exactly what I was going to do and the activities that I was going to include in the classroom. But I found that as I went through the term, the more conversations I had with colleagues, the more I went into other people's classrooms and did observations. Um, I was learning different things along the way. And because of that, I was modifying what I had originally planned a little bit. So I, I think it's important to not necessarily stick strictly with your original plan and to know that you can be modifying things along the way as you go that's exactly what I did um, so that yes yeah, some of the things that I did wasn't what I originally thought I'd set out to do um, and I think that I benefited from that. Um, so some teachers feel a bit stressed that um, you know what if what I do I don't achieve uh, what I set out to do mm. or I, you know, uh, it doesn't work out quite uh, the way I planned. What, what would you say to them? What sort of advice 
would you give them? Yeah, I probably felt like that at times during last year. Um, I mean, as a first year teacher, there's a lot of work that you have to put into uh, the profession. Um, and so there were times where I felt quite stressed or I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to do everything that I needed to do. Um, I think one thing that's really important is to work with your colleagues and ask for help when you need it because um, they're there to support you. So I think that's really important. Um, I spoke with my mentor quite regularly about my um, registration and about my inquiry question. Um, and he, also, he always gave lots of really good advice about um, how I can improve it, um, what I can do. We just had conversations. A lot of the time they were just informal. It wasn't anything formally organised, but just about, you know, how's it going? Um, you know, what are you up to in this? And if I ever had any questions, I always felt like I could go to him and ask those questions. So I think if you're feeling stressed, like talking to people is really good. There's lots of people out there who have done this before and your mentor, you know, they, they were a first year teacher once, they know exactly how it feels. Mm. So I think that's an important thing to remember that a lot of your colleagues around you, they've been through this process, they've done it, they know what you're going through. So, you know, there's support out there if you need it. Yeah, um, and so um, you've, you've obviously outlined the benefits of, of working with a mentor. Did you draw upon other colleagues um, during yeah, your process? absolutely. Um, so I also spoke with um, the coordinator of the class that I was working with. Um, sometimes I went to the coordinator to ask for advice on things like um, how to deal with particular types of assessments or even like in terms of behaviour management. Um, so that was really useful. I, I also viewed other teachers' um, classes who took that class. So for example, um, the class that I worked with for my inquiry project, I went to their English class several times and actually um, saw what they were like in English, just as something a little bit different, a different context, a different teacher. And I had multiple conversations with their English teacher about methods that she uses with that class um, and some of, the, some of the different things that she finds works really well. Um, she was quite an experienced teacher, so I found that really useful because um, she was able to offer a lot of advice for me as a, as a new teacher. Great, great. Um, okay, so let's talk about your evidence. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you give us some examples of the sort of evidence you collected along the way? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I collected quite a lot of evidence. I didn't end up using all of it. I just collected things along the way, so I had it there if I needed it. So, of course, I collected student work. Um, so I'd collect their workbooks and um, I would like photocopy or scan the work in workbooks, um, assignments as well. I also collected things like email communication with parents. Um, I did mention that I was working with a student with a disability um, and 
one thing that I did um, was stay in contact with that student's parent. Um, so I would sometimes send through things like assignments to make sure the parent was aware of um, upcoming assignments, um, just to keep them in the loop. And so I kept um, email communication. Um, I also kept things like interviews with other teachers or conversations with other teachers. Um, and student surveys as well. Yep. So I actually conducted a survey at the end of the term, which I found very, very useful. Mm. Um, and I was able to just ask a few questions. Um, I think I just used SurveyMonkey, so just one of those uh, survey forms like that. And it was really useful and interesting to read each of their responses um, and get their personal feedback. It was totally anonymous as well, which meant that they were very honest in the feedback that they gave. Um, and I could ask them about which activities they liked the most, what didn't they really like doing through the term, um, what helped them learn, whether they felt like they were being supported as well. And I learned a lot from that, getting their individual feedback, um, whether they felt like they were supported throughout the term um, when I was trying to differentiate in the classroom. So that was really useful. I do recommend um, conducting a survey with your class because you do learn a lot from student feedback. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay, so, uh, and then at the end, the panel, um, were you nervous? Yeah, uh, when I went in, I wasn't really sure what exactly to expect. So I was a little bit nervous going into it. Um, I'd prepared um, some things prior. I, you know, I mean, I'd spent almost, what, six months on the, on the inquiry project. So I felt like I knew it pretty well. Um, going into it so you know a few nerves comes with things like that though but it was it was fine it wasn't once I got in and I started talking I stopped feeling nervous and it was actually quite an easy process in the end I um yeah I found it quite quite nice to do and it was a good way to kind of reflect on the work that I'd done as well, just to sit there and talk about it with a panel of people as well. It really made you think about the work you'd done and what you really had learned from the process. Mm. A lot of teachers I've spoken to have said it reminds you of just how it's quite an achievement, you know, what you did uh, along the way. So. Oh, absolutely. And it makes you realise just how much work you've done and what you've learnt. Um, from your year of teaching. I mean, I felt like I came out of my first year and felt like I just learned so much. And I think the process of um, doing the inquiry for my registration really helped that. I really felt like I'd learned so much about myself as a teacher, um, about you know how to better teach my students um, throughout the whole process. So it was so beneficial for me as, a, as an early teacher um, and there was lots that I was able to then take on um, for the next term like 
I found that after doing the, the, um, the process and doing my inquiry question, then the next term I started implementing new things into my teaching from what I'd learned. Like straight away I was like, oh, I, should, I need to do this and I should do that. Um, so it helped so much. Yeah, mm. it was really great for my teaching. That's great. So, and just to finish up, mm -hmm. what would you say to, um, to a graduate teacher out there who's about to commence, um, you know, any advice you can give them, any tips to help them along the way? Yep. Um, I would say, like I said earlier, don't make your question too big. Um, keep it narrower, scope it in, and talk to people about it. Um, so, you know, if you're not sure, ask. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. Um, talk to your mentor, talk to other people who have done it. I luckily had um, a colleague who's in the same department as me who did um, his registration the year before. So we were able to have quite a few conversations about it because he had just done his, so I could ask him questions about it as well, which was really useful. Thanks to Melissa and to the University High School, and I hope you found some valuable insights to help you with your inquiry process.